0: ultimately i'm gonna keep saying it get one percent better every day just get a little bit better every day hey welcome ladies and gentlemen it's stephen holder here with zach kiefer we're back it's another episode of one percent better your favorite colts podcast i hope i think i <laughs> want to believe uh, zach uh, we we were busy last week it was the NFL Combine, our favorite event of the year. <laughs> it's, right. it's kind of a, we say that sarcastically because, right, as reporters, the Combine is is not what it is for you, the viewer at home, right? I mean, Jack, right. it's like this, I, I guess we can, we'll get into all sorts of news and so forth, but like, let's give people like a little sense of what the Combine is like for us, which is completely different and in, in, unrec- unrecognizable, excuse me, for the viewer at home versus what, we experience can can you put the combine
1: in a nutshell for people like from our perspective and what it is for us <laughs> so this year this is like my sixth or seventh combine in a row that i've covered was the first time i've ever actually seen a football player on the field first time wait you saw football i did it, it happened it happened last <laughs> week i i have visual evidence uh, i went to the throwing sessions thursday night it was nine o'clock to 11 p.m it was late you know i heard later that NFL executives were pissed at the time change because it was just threw off their schedule. The players were fighting off yawns on the field. These are quarterbacks trying to get in the league. And some of the stopwatch guys at the very end were just so tired that they were just late. It was a mess. And I don't know if the NFL is gonna change it, But um, not a fan of the late-night workouts last week at the Combine. But, yes, there was football. I watched it. I did see a guy by the name of Jordan Love. He was really impressive the way he throws the football. We can get into all the quarterback stuff in a minute, but um, not a huge fan of the NFL Combine. It's just basically just guys going to podiums for 15 minutes, and you don't get to really see any football for the most part. Yeah,
0: we spend, as reporters and as media, we spend most of the Combine – in like a big conference room and in front of a computer or the rest of it we spend in this sort of big hall in the convention center uh, where there are I think about 10 different podiums set up with microphones uh, literally right next to each other in in this series of on this long series of uh, podiums and you're asking these guys questions. It's it's basically a meat market sort of deal. Yeah. And it's, it's not cool, really, to be honest with you. It's not the best assignment in the world. It's actually no. a terrible assignment. But uh, it is important. It is valuable. And the interest is off the charts. But I, I will tell you, like what we experienced from the combine could not be any more different than you would probably ex- expect as a listener. Um, the other thing I would say is we do spend a fair amount of it just like running into people. And that's where there's value. That's so, the value.
1: It's the restaurants. Yeah. It's the bars. It's whoever you run on Georgia street, walking to St. Elmo's or Harry and Izzy, That's where the real value in the combine is. And, and I know you ran into some people and talked to some people. I did as well. Yeah. We learned a couple things about the situation moving forward. Not a lot yeah. that surprised us, but, um, they're doing their homework right now, and they're getting to work, the Colts are. Yeah, so perfect segue. So
0: uh, it is in those conversations that you really, I think, learn the most. You don't learn much from uh, an offensive tackle given a 15-minute Q&A at a podium, right? That's not where you learn anything. You learn stuff walking around and running into people, which we did all week long. So as it relates to the Colts, because this is a Colts podcast, uh, I would say let's start with what we learned about the Colts. What I learned is apparently that the Colts are, they are looking at every quarterback who has ever taken a snap in the NFL, like ever, apparently. Mm. Uh, if you nice. believe, if you the believe Colts. Twitter, yes, make it happen. So if you believe Twitter,
1: apparently that is the deal. Now I thought it was every player who's ever played a position, basically.
0: <laughs> it it, what it may seen. as well be, it may <laughs> right. as well be. So let's sort of try to separate fact from fiction. Um, as much as we can right because the Colts are doing a good job here I think of of keeping this close to the vest but but they are look they're considering their options and they've they've not tried to hide that uh but that doesn't necessarily give us tangible information so so let's let's talk about this um we've heard a lot about Philip Rivers certainly Tom Brady right uh, you know I've thrown the name Derek Carr out there right so that's on me um I think did I hear Andy Andy Dalton? I thought at some point somebody threw that. out I've not or, heard that one. I don't, I, don't, know. I don't want that. I think one I heard. Either, if I'm no, me fan. neither. But like you know, I think that was out there at some point. So okay. what what does all of this mean? Is here's the, here's the bottom 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 line. What does all of this mean? You're hearing a lot of rumors. I give you my two cents, and this is actually something I can I can verify because I know this from talking to people. A lot of this people is driven by not the Colts. In fact, none of this is being driven by the Colts. It's being driven by agents. Correct. And now, that doesn't make it untrue. Okay? These things could be happening. These conversations could be taking place. But why are you getting this deluge of information about the Colts being linked to all these quarterbacks? It is the agents, in many cases at least, the agents of these players wanting that information out there. And that includes Tom Brady. And his representatives from from what the word on the street is. Right. So. So I I think I just think it's important. Right. Rumors will always be out there. The source of the rumor, Zach, I think, is what's most important. Right. And and I think I mean, just this time of year, I mean, just how much stock do you put in this stuff? Just as a as a fan of football and and as an an experienced
1: journalist? It's what we call lying season. It's Lions season. That's what <laughs> it is. It always happens the week after the combine. And there's a couple of variables here that have ramped up the Colts on terms of a national scale, in terms of teams you're hearing about. One, the quarterback spot. That's huge. The interest sure. is enormous. Two, they've got a ton of cap room. And so just about every free agent, if, you, if you're an agent representing a player, you, you know you're looking for the biggest deal. You're looking for the teams with the biggest pocketbooks the Colts are right up there and you're hearing a lot of these teams and the one distinction we have to make and the smart fans out there know this is just because the team is doing their homework on a player which is they do every year the Colts do this every year every team does this every year they're they're meeting with agents last week they're they're learning more about these players they're they're weighing their options in free agency in terms of who's looking for what and how they would fit with their team That doesn't mean they're going to sign them and it doesn't mean they're really, really interested in them. Now, they will in a couple occasions definitely do that. Um, But this is the process and the process is becoming leaked and it's turning into stories. And I can guarantee you the Colts won't sign half of these guys that are linked to this week and last week because um, that's just not how they're going to do this thing. So just because they meet with a guy or, or or evaluating his tape or weighing how much it would cost to get him doesn't mean there's a good chance that guy ends up in Indianapolis. And it's true for the quarterbacks as well. Yeah, I, I liken
0: this to, like, okay, those those who ever bought a house, right? I mean, can, you, you look at, how many houses do you look at, right? You you look at some houses, yeah. like your realtor drags you to one, you're like, I'm never buying this house, but like, I'll okay, right. fine, whatever, I'll look right. at it. And there are and meetings you,
1: like that with players. Like, there's no way this sure. is work, and
0: they, they're they done. Sure, or or this, this is another thing that happens. A lot of times you have... Uh, representatives that have agents who have many many clients and they may have player x who plays for the colts and maybe he's trying to get a new deal and guess what oh hey i got this other free agent hey let me know if you're interested and that's another conversation that you know you maybe go down that rabbit hole right but does that mean they're going to sign him no but could you could you very well see a story or a tweet that says that the Colts have talked to agent of player, the agent of player X. Yeah, you absolutely could, and so that's that's the thing. I mean, the the key in all of this is it is not whether they've talked. The key is you know, how how mutual is the interest. Is there mutual interest, and and how sincere is that interest? I mean, those are the things we can't know in many cases. But right. let's just get a little specific about a couple of these guys real quick because. I get questions everywhere I go. Like seriously, everywhere I've gone for the past yep. week, are the Colts going to sign? Uh, are the Colts going to sign Philip Rivers? And yep. is the Brady thing real? All right, so let's start with Brady because that's the easy one. Uh, nope. I was told <laughs> that <they, laughs> that never happened. Okay, there was a report that the Colts were among the teams to meet with Brady's agent. Uh, I, I don't know whether he has other his representative has other players. The Colts may have interest in. I, I can't speak to that, but. I was told flat out it's a joke of a story. So take it for what it's worth. Um, it just doesn't make sense, right? I mean, I don't know that Tom Brady could ever bring himself to play for the Colts, honestly. But no, uh, but I, I don't know. I don't think that – I just don't think that happened.
1: I kept so let's, hearing – here's what I heard from, from people last week yeah. that know more about this than we do in terms of Tom Brady. I kept hearing Tennessee, Tennessee, Tennessee. Yeah, I buy and that. And then I kept hearing, look – There's no way Kraft's gonna let him out the door. Like at the end of the day, no matter what happens in terms of visits he goes on and money getting thrown around, Robert Kraft's gonna step in. They're gonna get in a room and he's gonna say, "No way, I can't let you leave." Whether Bill Belichick disagrees, we'll see. This is the most fascinating free agent I think I've ever uh, watched. It really is. I mean, (laughs) I can't wait to see this play out. Um, Yeah, but. I am very, 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 very confident saying the Colts are not going to be the destination for Tom Brady. 99.9% sure. I think that's probably true. And look, nothing
0: is... We, we can never say never on any of this stuff because right. it, look, we sports. don't know everything. And
1: that's why 29-year sure. quarterbacks retire 20 days before the season. Things happen, you know? Right, exactly, exactly. We of all people should know that. But right. uh, at the same time, I, I really am with you. I don't
0: see it happening. And, and I do think that a lot of this is... This is probably Tom Brady's last deal. Uh, he is maybe there is some sense of trying to get what's his finally. He has never really taken a market value deal, and so to his credit,
1: right? Um, um, you know, clearly, clearly his yeah, wife has a lot you of play money. Twenty years, you <laughs> but, make more money than you can count anyway. So, right? Well, I don't know. I, we'll I don't see.
0: know if this is just an ego thing. I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into it. I don't know Tom Brady, but like it's thing, very interesting. With the
1: Patriots, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I don't,
0: yeah, clearly this ain't about, you know, an extra five or six million dollars because like, granted, that's nothing to sneeze at, but like like Tom Brady's never played it like that. Right, right. Right. That's, that's never been Tom Brady's uh, sort of style, right? I mean, he's never haggled over money from, from what I can tell, right? Just look at the contracts he has signed. So it's very interesting. But anyway, that's the deal on Brady. Rivers, real quick, what I'd say is this. Uh, Yeah, look, have they, have they sniffed around? Yeah, they have. Does that mean they're signing him? Absolutely not. That doesn't mean that per se.
1: Don't connect those dots. Uh, I I think that I would hope that they're sniffing around on Philip Rivers. I would hope that they're doing their homework and asking people and and really digging into that prospect because he's available and they have not needed quarterback. Right. I'll say
0: this. um, I'll give people a little insight. I, I have one particular source on this whole quarterback topic who I think is probably the most informed source that I have talked to. He said the word the word that I keep getting there is due diligence. That is what they're doing, due diligence. Due diligence means it could go many different ways, but it also, I think, suggests very strongly that the Colts are not on the verge or uh, necessarily poised to strike and sign one of these guys for sure. Um, they're considering their options. This is what we have been saying since for the past two weeks really so so that should this not be what, a, a surprise I mean, you me. know who
1: said it best not yes. to enter jim ursay on sunday yes. before the con died, he said everything's on the table yeah and so if given that
0: which is a true statement you would expect this right so yeah. i think if you've been paying attention i think you understand what's happening here uh i think smart fans get it uh i think our listeners are pretty smart right um just based on the questions we get and the feedback so i, I think that. you guys get this um the reason we can't give you more specific information is because there isn't more specific information right
1: right and so i get the same questions you do my daughter's daycare the gym wherever (laughs) there's no answer to give right now it's march 5th and they can't really negotiate anything until march 16th make anything official until march 18th it'll heat up in a couple weeks but for right now it's homework time really i mean the courts you know chris Bowden and his staff They had 18 consecutive days of film study with all the draft prospects, and then we talked about the combine, and now they're digging into these guys. Now they're digging into free agency, and they're weighing whether they could add a couple pieces, which I think they will. I don't think a lot, but I think a couple, kind of like last year, um, to get this roster and maybe to take the next step and not be in a position where it falls apart in December like it did last year. But obviously the the quarterback question is very relevant, and it's going to be until they address it. Yeah, so I, I think the uh, the thing to remember here is: look,
0: uh, the Colts aren't going to make any rash moves. They are a team that will consider all their options and then and then make a, a decision accordingly. And that is what you want your favorite football team to do. You want them to look at everything and then make an informed decision. That's where they're at. So, uh, real quick, uh, we'd like to pause for a brief minute to ask you, our faithful. Uh, And very loyal listeners to click into the show notes for today's episode and then follow the link. There's a short, a very short survey there. Uh, You all know so much about us and uh, we don't know anything about you, honestly. So this is an opportunity for us to to learn a little bit about you guys. Uh, The survey is 11 super simple questions. Uh, It will take you about, take you less than 60 seconds, actually. Promise that. Uh, So head to the show notes for today's episode and click on the link. So, back to the quarterbacks because that's what we do around here. Uh, let's talk about the quarterbacks, uh, Zach, briefly, who are not yet on an NFL roster. Uh, I think it's getting very interesting, and yeah, in terms of the draft and and how this is going to play out. And I don't know that it's working in the Colts' favor, honestly. But at least as it relates to the the quarterbacks who are sort of first round caliber, um, lots of lots of uh, I guess rumblings right now about, you know, how that order of quarterbacks is going to go. We know what Joe Burrow, obviously we assume he's going to Cincinnati, but then it's getting crazy now. All right. Tua, there's talk about him going as high as second. I talked to a a veteran national reporter yesterday. He's convinced that Tua is going
1: number two. That's a game changer if that happens. That means Chase Young falls to at least three. Yeah. And I mean, it and it changes also, everything. yeah, it would change everything. Out. It
0: also impacts the other quarterbacks, Justin Herbert and Jordan Love, both of which sure. uh, I think we have spent a fair amount of time talking about. So uh, just do, do you do you think this is real or do you think this is more of along the lines of, you know, some of the free agent stuff we talked about, which is, you know, speculation and, and rumor and in, innuendo? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think there's some pro- there's probably some reality to some of this. I don't know what your thoughts are. <laughs>
1: It's a mix of both, I think. Um, Let me give you a scene that I saw last Friday morning in the Crown Plaza Hotel. Tua's sitting at a couch, and he's waiting for the shuttle to the airport. His combine week is over, and he's just scrolling through his phone, and the NFL Network TV is right in front of him, and they're going on and on about Tua Tagliabola's injury, and is it going to cost him on draft day, and how far is he going to fall, and is he a first-round pick, and is he a top-ten pick? And the kid never even looks up from his phone and i wonder and i wondered about that like how much how much did he get asked about that in the interviews how much can he prove before draft day he's a throwing session in a couple of weeks and a lot of guys are saying that this guy is the more polished quarterback than joe burrow if you remove the injury he's the better prospect than joe burrow but then you also see him you know fallen to 5 or 6 um, he's one of the more fascinating prospects out there and if he climbs up to 2 that changes everything um, Justin Herbert had a good throwing session last week. I thought that was good for him. I wasn't really floored by his interview session. But these four quarterbacks, the three of them after Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Love, probably the first four to go off the board, it's really anyone's guess at this point because Love's a wild card. Herbert you see going really high, five or six, and then you see him going 13 to the Colts in some drafts. Tua has the hip. That's the wild card. I think I think the, to summarize this all, I think is what Ballard said is right. These guys are going to get pushed up because they're quarterbacks and they're going to fall in love with the tape. And it happens every year. And I think these quarterbacks are going to continue to just get bumped up the board as we get closer to April. Yeah, this is I'm, – I'm just
0: looking at the draft order here. I mean, listen, culture at 13th, man. And, listen, there, a lot is going to happen before we get to 13th. It's just a reality. Uh, I'm looking oh, at yeah. – you looking at this here all right number the number 2 pick we'll see what happens there is maybe somebody trades up for Tua that's totally on the table um i don't know if the redskins would do it but certainly that can't be uh, eliminated they have an entire new uh coaching staff in front office right so that's possible uh even though they drafted a quarterback last year so you've got uh, detroit i don't think they're going to do it but who knows uh certainly miami at number 5 chargers at number 6 panthers at number 7 the Jaguars, I mean, the Jaguars are always in play for a quarterback, right? So, who the hell knows? Yeah, I uh, heard last Raiders week that the Lions 12.
1: really, really love Matthew Stafford, and, and that's not something they're thinking about. I believe. The Chargers, so. who knows? Um, the Jaguars, it sounds like they're going to try and move on from Nick Foles and, and go with Minshew. Right. I If you're the Colts, right, you're, you're hoping for teams – to not go for a quarterback, right? I mean, you want teams to go pick a positional player. That way you have options if that's the route you want to go. Yeah, I still feel like, uh, despite all this
0: conversation, I still feel like the preferred route, okay, I don't know that this is going to work out, but the preferred route for the Colts, I think, is Jacoby Brissett and a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. The the question is whether they can get the rookie quarterback they want. And I have no idea. I mean, we can get into guys who are not Sort of in range for number thirteen, and maybe talk about their two second round picks. That's a different conversation. We'll get to that, I think, in the coming weeks. But um, I don't know. There's so much uncertainty here with that number thirteen pick and whether a quarterback's going to be available. I don't like. I don't like how it's shaping up. I just tell you now,
1: I don't like it. Here's the uh, the, the tidbits I've been. Kind of throwing in the back of my mind because you always you always hear a couple things and then after everything happens You're like, oh, yeah, he did mention that, you know, we've talked yeah, about this with yeah. Ballard before So this is something Jim Ursay said and no fans are even considering this. I don't think like Ursay said on Sunday before the before the combine he said it might not even be in round one He was talking about drafting a quarterback um, yep. That's possible and teams have had success with that in recent years. It's possible. It's it's not completely out of the norm Russell Wilson was third. Jimmy Gopperlow was second. And this is not a team that needs a guy to come in and step in right away. And I've said this a lot before, and I'll continue to say it. This is such a f- fantastic quarterback situation to walk into for a young player. You've got a great head coach with a quarterback background. You've got a great offensive line, great running back. You will have more receiver weapons beyond T.Y. Hilton if the Colts do their work in this draft. Um, this is a situation you want to walk into, and that's really important for young players in this league because so many of them just get thrown into the fire with no talent around them and they just fail for a variety of reasons, one of which is they just aren't ready to do it all themselves. This kid will not have to do it himself. I could see a second round or third round pick being the play here because it's less risk and they just might not have their options at 13 that they want. Um, So don't rule that out as a possibility. Ursay hinted at that. And look, Ballard has said this a million times, but he said it recently and it stood out to me. He said, we're not going to make a move just to make a move. You've heard that before. Anyone who's watched his press conferences has heard that before. He's not going to draft a quarterback just because Jacoby Brissett had a bad season. He's going to draft a quarterback if he really likes the kid and he thinks he's for real. Um, But they're not going to just draft a quarterback to keep the fan base happy. That's just how it is. Um, So it'll be fascinating because I don't think – I don't think it's just a sure, a foregone conclusion that they go quarterback in round one or, or round two. I think they're going to really evaluate everything um, if they don't sign somebody in free agency. Yeah, I, to just put a, a point on that, I would say you
0: as a fan, I think the, the perspective on this, I think for you, and you can, you can have your own thoughts, but my, my sense is that if the Colts don't pick a quarterback in sort of the range where you hope they do, whatever that is, first round, second round, then my sense is that the reason that won't happen is not because necessarily they have this love for Jacoby Brissett, but more so because they didn't love their options. So yeah. I think if that's the outcome, then you have to be able to live with that. You have to be willing as a fan to live with that and say, all right, I trust them," or, or don't trust them." That's fine. But but understand that would be the rationale. So uh, real quick before we get out of here, uh, I want to hit on one little free agent. Nugget we heard during the combine that I that I think is really really interesting. Uh, you might have saw a report about Eric Berry being linked to the Colts. Uh, he did not play last year; was trying to get healthy, trying to get his act together. And uh, the veteran Kansas City safety, and he was linked to the Colts. It, it appears I, I was told. By the way, uh, this is the reason I'm bringing this up. I was told that is absolutely real, and I do think that is very 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 possible. In fact, that could happen soon because. He is on the market now, so he, we don't have to wait for the opening of free agency. So, uh, and think about that,
1: what Ballard said last week yeah, about a I little was bit of this, friction yep. and needing some veteran guys. He would be the perfect addition to that secondary. That's that's why I brought this up. I think this is another example. Now it hasn't happened
0: yet, granted, but I think this yeah. is a, a potential example of listen to what they say. Okay, they tend to. I think well, they being Chris Ballard and, and also Jim Mercy, to, to a lesser extent, they they're pretty transparent, okay. And, and I think this would be an example of of Ballard walking the walk. Uh, he said this. Uh, he came to a realization. Um, he was honest about that. I think they probably doubled down a little bit too much on the youth, and that was yeah. something that I, think I they thought paid became, for it in December. Exactly, I think that's where it was the most obvious. Was late in the season, it's like, ooh, uh, these guys kind of it kind of got away from them. So Eric Berry, this guy would come into a situation where they got a lot of depth at safety. He doesn't even have to play right away. So uh, I, they've used a four safety lineup at times, and yeah, I, I, I would expect
1: that Clayton Gathers is maybe not resigned. And so, so you think about who, who are maybe the three this is main safety is it? Going into next year, it's it's a young guys. It's Malik Hooker who's still really yep. young, even though he's entering his fourth season. It's Kari Willis who's entering year two, and it's George Odom who's entering year three. And you throw yep. in Eric Berry, and all of a sudden you've got maybe that veteran presence that they they kind of missed last year. They, they had Mike Mitchell the year before, um, and and Chris brought him up in terms of a guy who they missed in terms of his locker room presence. Right. I think the your story uh, that you wrote a couple years ago, the
0: impact that Mike Mitchell had on Quincy Wilson, for example. I mean, that where was that last season, right? I mean, maybe Quincy could have benefited from that, and now here we are talking about like what's Quincy Wilson's future because last year was such a mess for him. So, so I think I think Chris Ballard learned a lesson, and and that's good. I mean, it's it's just a fact you don't have all the answers. None of us do. So, um, kudos to them for you know figuring stuff out on the fly. So, <laughs> right. well, so. I hope you got all the answers. <laughs> you, now that we had, uh, we gave you all this information on all these um, concrete answers. Um, you should be good to go for a few weeks, right? And so, of course, no, we know nothing. Um, none of us do, and anyone
1: who professes to, they're lying. So, hope you got something out of this, though. <laughs> it'll uh, be we, fun, though, after the yeah. dust settles, whether it's after free agency or, or otherwise. It'll be fun to hear how this process played out from the inside. And we will definitely have those stories in terms of uh, how their decisions, how they played out, yep. what went into it and where they are, why they are, because it's it's you know, they're they're not they're not taking this lightly and they're and they're really, really addressing every single option they have right now. Yeah, I think those will be
0: really revealing and I, I can't wait to see it all play out because the buildup is the worst. It's like, all right, can we stop talking already? So, yeah, um, there's nothing happening pretty right now, now but things are going to happen soon. Yeah, it's going to happen fast as well. So. Anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic, uh, we invite you uh, to do that today. Uh, There's discounts available uh, through the links to our stories. Uh, Knock yourself out. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. You can find access to all of those stories. Generally, we'll get you about 40% off. So uh, no reason not to dive in and enjoy uh, the work from, I think, 52 markets across the country and the UK if you're into Premier League Soccer. so. Uh, we'd love to have you if you're not already on board. Those of you who are, we appreciate you. And thanks for, thanks for reading and stay tuned for what we have coming up. So I'm Stephen Holder with Zach Kiefer, and this is 1% Better. Thank you for listening.